Out of time. Bye-bye. Well, that, of course, is the legendary voice of John McLaughlin. And if you ever watched the McLaughlin Group, was raised up on the McLaughlin Group every Sunday morning. Well, you know that familiar voice who did pass on in 2016. And his his presence, his verbiage, his opinions are greatly missed today. Uh, but on Keeping Real with Alexander Garrett, I want to start out this edition with some great news. And that great news is, according to Talkers Magazine, Westwood One is kicking back up the McLaughlin Group. With a new host, Tom Rogan, who actually is with the DC Examiner. Uh, I saw his uh, posts, one of his stories I referenced here on the D- here on the podcast. He's going to be the host of this podcast, along with original members Pat Buchanan, Eleanor Clift, and Clarence Page. There'll be a new generation of panelists joining the group, engaging in conversations about politics, culture, and foreign policy issues. They'll get the content listeners will from the TV program, as well as original bonus content in both the radio show and the podcast. All this is to kick off in January 2020. Television-wise, the podcast will become available on November 1, and the radio show will debut actually the weekend of Pearl Harbor, December 7th and 8th, all along Westwood One. So if you did, if you do listen to this podcast and you do miss John McLaughlin, well, the McLaughlin Group is alive and it'll be revived by Tom Rogan, Pat Buchanan, Eleanor Clift, and Clarence Page. Now, Personally, it was kind of an interesting day day into the city today. It was windy as heck. Uh, Obviously, if you don't know, I roll a blade on one leg and I have crutches. And yeah, I'm also 90 pounds. So heavy winds, what a mix. What a mix that is. So I was able to stay upright and not fall down. Not anybody hold me through the wind. And uh, that being said, here to do this podcast. But it is windy out Quote-unquote, the bomb cyclone is what this is being called, so be safe out there. Uh, luckily, the rain might be passed over enough to do some baseball tonight in the Bronx. Yankees and Astros game four after the rain out last night. But I was thinking about this. I've had a few personal stories, which I, I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell if I should be telling them or or not, but obviously New York is a great city, so why not tell some of the stories and, and a very intriguing and a very different and a very you-never-know-what's-going-to-happen-next kind of city. So, prefacing it that way, the first things first, first things first, uh, I saw a guy and I'm not being transphobic, but this is reality here in New York sometimes. I saw someone, I shouldn't say a guy, someone with a beard and a very deep voice. Hey, I said, you know, and he looked a bit disheveled, a bit lost, a bit displaced and less fortunate. And I said, God bless you, man. And he said, oh, I'm a girl, dude. 
So this is the kind of experience you might get in New York City. For me, it's it's kind of like crashing a bubble, right? I'm in the bubble of everybody's a man or a woman. Haven't really been in the transgender scene, so I don't know. But yesterday was like, oh, okay, that's a first. I still pray for the person. And I still hope that they get the help. It looked like he needed medical help or she needed medical help. But that's just kind of the the era we're in. You never know, really, who's a guy, a girl, who feels one way, who feels another. Especially in New York. Everything's so eclectic here. So that was the first experience. But the second experience I haven't shared on the podcast. I've shared on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, Alex G in NYC. Alex G in NYC. That's also my Twitter page. But the second experience that I haven't shared with you yet is one you might either say, great for you, and a lot of them did say for sending up, or why did you just give them the whole $15? Well, there was a homeless guy in Penn Station who had a kid and who was asking for money. I don't oppose giving money here in New York because I feel like if you have something to give, give at least a dollar or so. Well, for me, I only I just got change from a Starbucks iced coffee I got, fifteen bucks, and this guy makes an entrance, comes over to me, sits next to me, gives me his story of how he has this happening in his life and that happening in his life, and I know you want to take care of your kids. I get it. There's oh, how much can you give? I said I can give you five. He's like, no, you have more than that. Well. Firstly, I learned my lesson not to show all my money out in the public because something like what I'm about to tell you could happen. This homeless guy reached over and grabbed, I I tell you, grabbed the $15. I only wanted him to have five. And I'm not saying this to discourage New New Yorkers from even being outside, but people who are listening to this that want to come to New York. No, we're, we're not full of the mentally unstable and full of the homeless. But I think we're getting there again. And I wish this administration could just be changed already. I really do. That being said, here's what happened after that. The guy has $15. I see him sitting there still at Starbucks. Didn't run away. Felt an urge to say, you know what? I too have needs that need to be met. I too have monetary needs that need to be met. I too am a human being. And this guy just robbed, it felt like it, from a man with a disability. So I rolled up to him. And I finally stood up for myself. And this was on the anniversary, the eve of my anniversary of becoming a man, quote-unquote, when my bar mitzvah in 2004. This was the night before the 15th anniversary of that. So I guess manhood was felt when I made this move to get my $10 back. You know, I don't usually share these stories because I don't think they're interesting for podcasts. But maybe you do. 
So let me know. Alex.Garrett21 at Yahoo.com. Alex.Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, 21 at Yahoo.com. If you're still listening to this, thank you very much. Do you think you'd want to hear more of my stories as a rollerblade around New York with one leg over the political talk I might do, over the sports talk I might do, over the culture talk I might do? Would that be more interesting than to hear my thoughts on the world around us? Because, boy, do I have a lot. Every day I have a lot, and I write about it in Medium, and I podcast about it, and I produce and talk radio, and so I do have a lot of thoughts daily in my head, rolling round and round in there, in that cranium of mine. So I never think, well, maybe I should tell my personal stories, because I don't know how interesting it will be for you. But if you find a disabled person getting robbed in New York and then getting his money back, great. Let me know if you want to hear more of those stories. Because I'm trying to branch out this podcast as much as I can. And yes, personal interaction, personal stories is good. But I think in the grand scheme of things, me saying up for myself isn't the battle that we need to be talking about. No, the battle we need to be talking about is this fight for Americans and fight for America. I'm glad that we finally have a ceasefire and a prayer was answered for me yesterday. Well, today, when I wrote in Medium that I pray that this Turkish situation gets figured the F out. We need to figure the F out. And today, Mike Pence said this. Thanks to the strong leadership of President Donald Trump and the strong relationship between President Erdogan and Turkey and the United States of America, that today the United States and Turkey have agreed to a ceasefire in Syria. Now that's huge news. Turkey, I guess, is saying that's not right. I don't know who's who. But that's huge news. And prayers can get answered if you just throw them out there. If you just put it in the universe, the universe will answer you. God will answer your call. And if you did pray with me about my Medicaid and my health insurance issue, great news there. I'm covered until the end of the year, but we got a lot of work to do with that, so I'll keep you posted as well. But prayers answered this week for my personal life and for those around me that they have good news come their way, who's ever in my sphere, in my family, those in my family, those in my sphere, good news all around. That's all I pray for every day. And I hope you pray that for your family as well. Because what we see in the photo ops and all that is much more, much less important than what the average American's dealing with. The war photo ops with Trump and Pelosi, yada, 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 less important than the fact that workers, Americans, actually getting things done for themselves. 48,000 UAW, United Auto Workers, having a strike resolution with GM. And that's ginormous. And it's so been underplayed that it, it can't be underplayed. 
And that's why I'm going to have a gal on my show. She's with the Detroit Free Press tomorrow to talk about this. Because look, I'm uh, I'm quite excited that these people made a resolution. Jamie LaRoe is going to join me tomorrow. She's been reporting at this strike from like literally day one of Detroit Free Press. She'll be with me. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just worth covering because obviously the media doesn't care enough about the average worker and American to cover a story that benefits average workers and Americans as much as they should. As much as they should. Then the other big thing which I saw yesterday is as much bluster and and war of photo ops that happened yesterday between Trump and Pelosi. As much photo ops as that happened there. There is a good thing going on. You know this vaping illness across the country? Turns out the House is investigating this. Wait a minute. They're doing something other than Trump impeachment. I can't believe it. The CDC was in with the House yesterday and calling the illness Evali, E-V-A-L-I, and, and saying 33 people have died. 1,479 people have fallen ill from vaping-related illnesses. And lawmakers actually heard this testimony. From CDC Principal Deputy Director Ann Shukat. So breaking news. The House is focusing on other things besides impeachment. Finally, some other stories the House could be working on, and they are. We can get this vaping under control. Does your kid vape? Does your teenager vape? Does your employee vape? Have you tried to get them out of vaping? Maybe now's the time. Because right now, 1,479 is a very low number. This could go way up. So if you do see your colleague, if you do see your employee, if you do see your teenager or whoever, your roommate, your doormate, vaping, tell them, hey, this is an illness. This is something bad. Yeah, you might not like the Trump and even Cuomo administration interfering, saying, you know what? We got to regulate. We got to ban. So what? At least they're making steps. Are you to ensure the safety of those around you? Maybe starting with kids and teenagers and adults vaping is a start. Yeah, you don't want to get in people's business or judge, but sometimes when the numbers are so severe, like the House is realizing, you know, they woke up and said, oh, there's other issues beside Trump today. Then you too can better the world around by saying, hey, look at these stats. You, you you shouldn't be doing that. It's bad for your lungs. And get these get these kids help. We all should. We all should. That's it for now. As I mentioned tomorrow, UAW conversation. And then the cooler thing is Len Clark. He's a Notre Dame football expert. He'll be joining me. He's from Family Network to talk about. And you know, Notre Dame is a bye week, I believe, this week. To talk about Notre Dame football. 
their huge win against USC, and their next opponent is Michigan, the Wolverines, Harbaugh, in Ann Arbor. Oh, man, get ready for that one on October 26th. I'm Alexander Garrett, fan, media network, well, correspondent there, and, of course, podcaster here on Spreaker.com. And elsewhere, you might have me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or elsewhere. So thanks for listening, and have a great day. Take care.